Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. You have to be a somebody before you become a nobody. That's the sort of paradox here. You need the individuation of ego to surrender individuation into non-separation. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. At some point in your life, you've almost certainly experienced pain or suffering as a result of trying to get what you want. And as you learn from this pain over and over again, you start to practice self-reflection. You begin to realize that some part of yourself is steering you in the wrong direction. This kind of healthy mistrust of yourself is a key moment in the maturation out of ego. It's when you start to understand and experience the differentiation between your true self and your ego that was steering you in the wrong direction. Today, you're going to learn about some tools that you can use once you get to this point of maturation or to help you get to the point of this maturation, beginning with an introduction to the work of Byron Katie. I offer a weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, Anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks very much for listening. Let's start the show. The fourth question in the Byron Katie work, who would you be without believing that thought? It's an invitation to ego, to maturing out of the ego. Because you'll notice what one of the things I love about the work is it's not about trying to become something. The question is not who would you like to be? Who would you like to become? How would you like to be relating to this situation? That's not the question, right? That that would be constructive. The work is deconstructive. What's the thought you're holding on to? How do you react when you're believing that thought? Question three, really experience that and now open up to the experience of what would it be like if you didn't have it? So that that question, what would it be like without believing the thought, is an invitation into surrender, not control. And I find it really interesting to see when you ask people that question, Some very often they go into their head and they start sort of mentally constructing how they would like to be or thinking. It's a, it's a tricky thing because it's, it's, 
because it's not necessarily real in that moment. So you're actually, you are inviting them to use their imagination in one way, but it's a decon, it's a surrendering into imagination. Imagine what it would be like, feel what it would be like to let that go rather than think about how your day would look tomorrow if you weren't coming from that place. And it's, it's just simply the difference between coming from mind, from ego mind or not. But it's so difficult to describe that, you know, because who you are without ego is, well, impossible to describe. Not impossible. I mean, you can try, just like you can try to describe anything, but it will never be what it is. The picture of the hamburger is never going to fill you up. The words that you say about ego or never about not ego or who you are beyond it are never going to be it. So it's very difficult to talk about except in subtractive ways, not this, not that, not that, negative ways. But I think it's really useful to frame, like I was saying before, whatever difficulties you have, whatever you're dealing with, to start to frame the difficulty as how is, how is this pain encouraging me to grow up? And not in a judgmental way, the grow up kind of thing. Because the egoic phase of consciousness is completely normal and necessary. And then what would it be like to be dealing with that problem? You know, what would it be like if the whole world related to climate change in a beyond the ego maturation way, right? How would we look at it? How would we look at elections? How would we look at violence? How would we look at, also, how would we look at the way in which we disagree? And that you can look at that on a global level, and you can also look, like, look at that on a moment-to-moment level. What are the patterns of behavior that you struggle with? What do you get triggered by? And instead of looking at it from in, inside an egoic development phase, you'd look at it as like, okay, here's this difficulty. When someone's not listening to me, I get angry. So inside the ego phase, you might say, okay, well, every time someone's not listening to me, I'm going to uh, remember that my parents didn't really listen to me and um, you know, differentiate in that moment and be like, oh, they're reminding me of my parents and then I'm going to try to love that part of me that wasn't loved by my parents and all that. Okay, that, and that might work. But to some degree, it's, a, it's an egoic-driven self-management technique that still is coming from the notion of a separate self to begin with. And it might deliver you to, that technique might deliver you to a place that is beyond the ego. But if that's not your compass bearing, it may not. So to have the compass bearing of like, well, what I'm really working to do here as a being is to mature beyond the egoic phase. And whatever techniques or methods, tools I'm using, they're in service of that, rather than have those tools, techniques be in service of polishing the ego, making yourself a better person. Not that you won't become a better person, but that's not the intention, you see. So in you could say like in Ego maturation, it's about upgrading your 1985 Ford Escort 
to a Ferrari F1, right? You build it up, you strengthen it, it's faster, smoking looking, and you know, all of that. It's the best ego around. Terrific. You've got a million dollar Ferrari F1, but it's not going to satisfy you because the oil changes cost $30,000. That's true. I think maybe it's 10. <laughs> They're high maintenance, right? That's the thing about having a polished ego. So great. You, you built that up. Now, are you prepared to drive your Ferrari F1 into the lake? That's maturing beyond ego. And so it said in some Buddhist circles, you have to be a somebody before you become a nobody. That's the sort of paradox here. You need the individuation of ego to surrender individuation into non-separation, right? Because even, you know, even in meditation, to distinguish between the sensation, for example, of being breathed and thinking requires an ego, right? It requires a discerner. This, not that. This is focus, concentration. This is attention, surrendering to breath. This is getting lost in a thought. You have to have an ego mind to be able to do that, right? You just need to realize at a certain point that that isn't you, right? So that's why there's a lot of new age spiritualists they get stuck because they they see correctly at some point in their path that highly developed egos are problematic and they stunt their own personal growth by never growing up and finishing the egoic phase right these are the people who like well you know we're running out of money and uh you know i don't know how we're going to pay rent next month but uh, you know, we're just going to trust that everything is going to work out and pray, and I'm sure life will take care of us. But that's not a responsible ego. And that's uh, what some people call the pre-trans fallacy. And that is that a, a, an immature individual, an, a pre, an immature, pre-egoic consciousness appears to have a transcendent kind of quality to it, but it's actually immature. Because that person hasn't done the egoic growing up so that they have agency of power in the world, so they experience the limits of it, so that they can healthily transcend it. They're trying to sort of head it off for the pass, which is clever. I can understand why an ego would do that. Ego sees, well, I see it's, if I just eventually, you know, it's like, well, I've got this Ford Escort. I'd be willing to drive that into the lake. I see all these other people, they're getting their cars really nice and spending a lot of money on them. And then they're driving and like, well, for why would I do that? Right? I'll just hold on to this Escort and trust life. Drive that into the lake. <laughs> right? It's very clever. But it doesn't work because of the healthy side of the ego because you need that agency. You need that personal power and you're not surrendering much when you do drive that Ford Escort into the lake. 
So it's not going to result in actually maturing beyond ego because you haven't really put your resources into that. So not all of you is going to be surrendered. It's actually, it's an egoic trick to sort of hold out. That's part of the seduction of being an immature spiritualist. That, you know, all the people, they see the, you know, the corporate ladder and, you know, and, and, you know, it's like there are people in many communities here on Maui, they're hanging out in Kipahulu on the, uh, in the jungles of Maui, you know, living on farms and doing trading and staying sort of off the grid, literally and figuratively, and not participating in the egoic world. But if you hang out with them, you know, they've got the consciousness of a 16-year-old because they've never, they haven't had to learn responsibility and making money and paying bills and taxes and all that. Are there, is there illusion and, you know, mischief in, in that world? Sure. But it also serves to grow you up. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com review and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.